The taming of the shrew. 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 The taming of the
thrust of my anxiety is this feeling of a danger like mm. there, there is a there is a danger nearby it has and what is it well exactly it has no face it has no name it has no clear and present uh cause but i know that it's there and mm. so creating these spaces of safety where you know you don't have to feel that way or you have people around you who can feel make you feel the opposite of unsafe and in danger is incredibly important. Uh, yeah. Do you feel that you focus more on creating that safe environment for other people than you do for yourself? Yes. Why, why do you think that is? Uh, well, it's a level of I know that space. I know that feeling of like having that sense of, you know, having to like be hyper aware of what's going on around me because I cannot lose that focus for a moment. Um, otherwise, this ethereal force is going to come for me. I, uh, I, I know that feeling and it's just something I, I would never wish on anyone. Right, so mm. it's, if you can protect another person from it, yeah, I suppose pr protection. Uh, you know, trying to keep keep those around me as as safe, happy, and well as possible. And you'll bear the brunt of the doom. Well, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, absolutely. But um, if if those around me are at peace, I can find peace in that. That's really beautiful. Oh. That's very. There is a line, there is a line between beautiful intention and martyrdom, but yes. where you land on that, who knows? I think I think it's good intention. I Well, yes. I mean, you, you obviously try not to overstep. You know, there is, uh, you can want to be that force for people as much as you want, but also, mm. you know, you cannot take away their, their liberty, their... Um, agency. Agency is the word I was looking for. There's, mm. there's a word that starts with self, self-determination. Ah, yes. You know? <clears throat> and, and when people go out and, you know, go out into that big dangerous world and there's somewhere that they can come back to, you know, mm. where um, they can reset and rewind or uh, debrief. I really love that. I really love that. And I think that you absolutely are that. Oh, thank you very much, Emily. Tell me, please, about Gremio. He is, it's, oh. He is uh, a nasty little pervert man. <laughs> He's definitely that. That is, yes, yeah. absolutely. And I, and. And I think I I think too um, I do I do feel a little little bit of cowardice uh, from oh, him. He has big absolutely. explosions and then quickly quickly retreats. Hmm. Um, but if you note, the people who receive his explosions are people he looks down on exclusively. Hmm. The people who in his world are. Above him, intimidating people he needs to be fearful of, they will never see that. No, because no. it's that that's Gremio on the ground groping at the mm. pant leg. 
He only punches down. Mm. He will never punch up because uh, punching up would present a risk to his social status, his his place in the caste system that he, I think, to a degree has constructed in his own mind. And I think, too, that perhaps if he did uh, stand up for himself in a healthy mm. way that that would garner respect. Uh, absolutely. It's a, it's a self-defeating you know, uh, behavior where, mm. you know, this kowtow, he kowtows, he, he grovels, he, he begs, he pleads for those it's that. It's a very you know. unlikable character. Yes, absolutely. Uh, well, so you're, it's difficult because in acting, you're never meant to judge the character you're playing, right? You're meant to play them honestly and you're meant to play them thoughtfully. And it's, there are, you know, there are times when you're playing a character that you just have to kind of, it's impossible to not step outside of yourself for a moment and be like, God, you're just a bit awful. (laughs) Uh, There's a play called The Boys based on a a real event that happened uh, set in Australia. Terrible, awful. I do remember you telling me about Mm. this. Yes, please continue. And in unit, when I was at uni, I was doing a scene from that where I was playing the eldest brother of this family who is just unspeakable human, right? But to to be able to play the character, you need to understand who they are, why they do, they do the things they do, you know, to, to, to move, to think, to have your face and your voice uh, portray this person. You need to understand them fully and let them inhabit you, which... Uh, when you're playing someone who is not necessarily likable, that is tough. Mm. So Gremio presents a challenge. Um, he does. He does have some some features that I, you know, I, I believe are worthy. Like what? He. So he is one of the suitors of Bianca and I genuinely believe that he genuinely believes that he loves Bianca. I think he full-heartedly has feelings for her. The issue lies in uh, how he sees her. Mm. He does not see her as a person. He sees you know, the parts of her that appeal, you know, she's young, beautiful, wealthy. Then how can those feelings be genuine? Well, because he, he's got a twisted mind because <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't, yes. like, he, 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 his heart is, uh, is warped in some way uh, where, you know, those, those facets of Bianca are enough for him to love them. Hmm. Is it challenging? I mean, we're speaking about empathy, you needing to empathise, understand this character in order to play it well. And and in truth, as you play Gremio, um, it is funny. It, it is hmm. funny to watch. I, I find myself laughing probably not with Gremio, 
actually a, no, he's a punchline. He's a punchline of a man, and uh, he he represents in this in this play. He truly represents every everything that you don't want, you know, for your daughter. Mm. He is vastly older than her. He is the kind of this the, the the true face of kind of societal expectation, and so when he's foiled for love, the that is cathartic because mm. that's what we want for ourselves, for our children, for our friends. We um we want we don't want people to be married off for political financial gain anymore. I guess. Uh, well, Though I'm I, sure it still exists. Yeah, I don't speak for the I don't speak for the world. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, so when he's denied, so that Bianca can pursue true love, that is uh, rewarding. And every time you see that, you're like, yes, that is a that is a victory for true love. Mm. And so you find joy in that. Mm. I find joy in it. Absolutely. Hmm. I find Gremio's relationship with uh, Hortensio to be absolutely delightful. Um, would you would you speak about that? Absolutely. Well, Hortensio, played by uh, Mr. Paul Black, is incredible. I, he the basis for their friendship has been confusing because Hortensio does not appear to be. Uh, a particularly wealthy man. He also doesn't seem to like Gremio very much. <laughs> no, I think I think uh, personally, I think Gremio is a little low on friends, oh. and uh, Hortensio sees him as useful. And being being useful to someone, whilst not necessarily healthy, can be the basis of a friendship. Uh, and I think that there hmm. is a parallel there between um, between Petruchio, uh, Petruchio, excuse me, and um, Grumio. Uh, that it, it's very Grumio is very much sort of below hmm. uh, and and seeking seeking being useful, yeah. uh, seeking to be uh, liked by Petruchio. Um, Even respected. Like, yes, and mm. it seems similar a little bit between uh, Gremio and Hortensio. Yeah, I the Gremio and, so just to clarify, um, uh, Petruchio's uh, friend uh, is Gremio, G-R-E-M-I-O, and uh, I play no, sorry. Other way, way around. around. Grumio, G R U M I O. I play Gremio, G R E M I O. Thank you, Mister Shakespeare. <laughs> there, is, it frustrates me because there is no reason, no reason at all. They barely interact in script. I think Grumio says two or three lines to me. And that is our whole interaction. So why are our names the same? <laughs> but uh, well, perhaps you know, if if uh, there is any kind of um, reflection in those two separate friendships mm. of these uh, these two young boys and these two older gentlemen, uh, do you think that the name play is is interesting? 
Yeah, absolutely. Um, as much as it is the bane of my existence, <laughs> when I was originally called to be told I was cast, uh, Katrina Green, the director, told me, "Oh, so you're playing, uh, you're playing Romeo, uh, the merchant, and we've got another idea." And I was like, "Fantastic, fantastic!" And I hung up. I then looked at the script to just be like, "Okay, so you know what kind of parts are these?" And then I realized I didn't remember if she said Grummy or Gremio. <laughs> and I didn't know until the cast list was released about a week before our first rehearsal. Well, I have to say, uh, I, I think that you make a wonderful Gremio. Uh, thank you very much. Especially when Gremio explodes, that big booming voice I, that uh, I think I've said to you before, as as an audience member, you, you don't get time to recover from this this lashing out of aggression before uh, you you mm. the actor you shrinking back into into submission. The audience member doesn't get time to even recover from that. It's so uh, it's like a bomb. Yeah, I mean absolutely, and that I mean that happens to people. They become so wound up from whatever forces are working on on them, at them, that uh, there is these explosions where they feel like they have that balance of power to get away with it. And uh, so it is very human. Uh, and then as soon as kind of that energy is released and you don't have that kind of aggression sitting in you anymore, you shrink back. You, uh, The adrenaline fades, you know, the... Uh, you settle down and uh, you can shrink back into yourself. Uh, it's a very unique kind of anger. It's a very mm. unique kind of lashing out. Do you feel that um, that anger is hard for you to access? You don't strike me as an aggressive person. I'm not. I'm not a particularly aggressive person. I, uh, I don't like being angry. I don't like the way it sits in my body. Uh, so I... Uh, I may have to reflect on that some more one day, potentially with a therapist, but at the moment <laughs> it's working out great in that I don't like to yell. I don't, I do have issues with volume control in that I naturally, as soon as I get even a little bit excited, I uh, forget ever having an inside voice. But ah, uh, yes, that makes me think of my son. <laughs> mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It <laughs> reminds me of your son as well. Uh, but uh, so that anger, it is, it, it hasn't been typically difficult to access. I mm. think because uh, you, uh, because you kind of develop this kind of fictional person mm. who you let control you, you know, that is kind of how I approach it. There's Your body is the vessel. Exactly, you know, and so... In that moment, that level of anger, that level of frustration and rage and a, and a direction to point it in mm. uh, makes sense, mm. you know. And uh, it is, the, I think, the, the difficult part of it is getting off stage and trying to, like, get rid of it, shake it out, mm. you know. Uh, oh, yes, yes, take it out of your body. Um. 
a hive of activity is mm. happening behind us. I believe that the final dress rehearsal will be starting soon. Yes. Um, I have many more questions, but we will save that for a long-form conversation. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for recording with me. No worries. Happy to be here. Thank you very much for having me. This was Local with The Taming of the Shrew Treasure Chest. Local would not be possible without the incredible community of folks who make time to chat. I'd like to thank Stencil Productions, the cast and crew for welcoming me into their space. Honour the charity performance produced prior to opening night, of which 100% of the evening's profits went to supporting Share the Dignity, an important initiative with the goal to end period poverty and inequality. And finally, the beautiful Peacock Theatre. You were a wonderful building to inhabit for the week. The podcast is produced by Carter Pierce and myself. Our artwork was created by Gigi Gortz. The podcast is funded in part by the Regional Arts Fund. For more information on the podcast and its guests, please go to localthepodcast.com or localthepodcast on Instagram and Facebook. You can watch for Stencil Productions' next work at stencilproductions.com and Stencil Productions on Facebook and Instagram. To support Share the Dignity, please go to sharethedignity.org.au.